Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Podcast. Tonight, I promise you a show on the show Absolutely Fabulous. British, fabulous, it's hilarious. Why do I love it? It's British humor. Why is British humor different from American humor? We're going to dive into that. Could it be maybe it's a little more... Uh, I wouldn't say dignified, uh, a little more dirty, or not a little more, but very dirty, because there's certain things that the British can say that we can't say. Stay tuned, Dr. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Podcast. As I said in the beginning, we're going to talk about absolutely fabulous. French and Saunders, characters of Patsy and Endina. Hilarious. Why do I love this show? PBS would play it, Logo would play it, I would play it. There's something special. I mean, the movie, uh, interesting. Not as good as the TV show. You know, a TV show such as Absolutely Fabulous. has its moments of magic. Nobody really rode the shark. I mean, Patsy was riding the micro, uh, motorcycle. <laughs> she would ride it in different poses. But my favorite is from the first season where they go to France. And they go to the winery. Myself and my friends, I can relate to that us at the winery. Getting to know people. This is before I was diagnosed and now I can no longer drink. So it is a very fun memory. Three people going out, being social. I want to give a shout out to Exotic Asian Cherry Blossom. Because when I watch Absolutely Fabulous, where they go to France, that makes me think of she and I and our friend. Um, just amazing. It was fun. I'd never met her friend before. We hit it off, you know. She liked my aura, I liked her aura. So yeah, next time I'm gonna send her some candles because I've been thinking of her. You know, these are crazy, crazy times. Crazy times called for hilarious measures, including the show, absolutely fabulous. You know, I, I love British television. I love British music. I just do. Certain people in my family would tease me. Oh, you just love all that British stuff. I said, well, you know, the Beatles were British. The Beatles changed the face of music as we know it. More than Elvis. You know. So. Here we are. Absolutely fabulous. And I love that the theme song is Wheel on Fire. Written by Bob Dylan. So many people have covered Wheel on Fire. And, um, yeah. My favorite version of it, and I think they used it one time on the show, was uh, Susie and the Banshees. Their version of Wheel on Fire. You know, now when I hear it, I think it's absolutely fabulous. Patsy and Andina. You know, the other day, I was out walking, exercising as I call it, 
and I immediately tasted in my mouth margarita. And my friend last year, she made these really great low alcoholic, I had a little bit of alcohol, margaritas, and I tasted that. It was like a sense memory. So now I can go back to that and remember what I tasted like, including the hard stuff, which I don't drink anymore. Wine. I remember when my friends and I went wine tasting back in January. We had kind of like maybe a sparkling, fizzy wine. And then when we got to the fourth winery, or was there a fourth? Wait, count. No, we went to three of them. When we went to the third one, so I'm not gonna drink anymore. And I think I just bought some crackers, some cheese and crackers, because I was hungry. I think the wine brings up an appetite. Just as the appetite of hilarious proportions served up an absolutely fabulous. I remember seeing it on PBS. My brother thought it was strange, but he thinks a lot of things are strange. And um, it was followed by um, Keeping Up Appearances, I think, where the lady had purple hair. She talked about her pussy. Probably her cat, I don't remember. My brother just thought it was hilarious. This British TV is kind of dirty. Okay. Move to England. You know. Um, I have a good family here, but maybe when they're older, I'll move to this way. Now, um, this wheel's on fire. But the weird thing is with iTunes, I think if you switch countries, certain things are not available, so I don't like that. And then maybe I'd have to back things up, maybe get physical copies of certain movies, you know. It's hard to say. I try to attempt to do these long shows, I immediately think of shit happens when you party naked. I think what they do is amazing. I don't have guests on the show. I used to. But then you know the guests. It's kind of like, okay, let's see how dirty they can get with the questions. <laughs> so, right now it's about 90-something or as Deborah Wilson said on Mad TV when she was playing with me, it's like 90 degrees in here, damn, I'm in hell. Yeah. I miss Deborah Wilson. I love Mad TV. I loved it. You know, um, those are really hilarious um, performers. SNL was good, but here's the thing with SNL. There was a point in the 90s that it became really stale. What the heck? And sometimes that's the writers. It's not the performer's fault. The writers. Are you blaming the writers? You know, if you watch classic SNL, the writers were on point. And you had really good writers such as Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney never got the credit that he deserved. He wrote all kinds of things for Gilda Radner and Lorraine. Dan Aykroyd, you know, John Belushi, so, there's a really 
southern act, this other act. <laughs> and I can't remember all of it. It's funny. I mean, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor was amazing. Richard Pryor had no boundaries. And that's the beauty of comedy. I also have to remind you that Richard Pryor was born into a house of ill repute. He was born in a whorehouse. But a house of ill repute is just a lot more interesting. So you could say that the house of the rising sun, by the animals, basically is Richard Pryor's life. There is a house in New Orleans they call, you know. His mama probably showed his brand new blue jeans, you know. I'm not going to quote the entire song. But yeah, SNL, I don't know about now. I thought the kind of, the way they did it with Zoom was kind of weird. It's like, alright. You know, um, I mean, they could just go out on a baseball diamond now and do it. weird how people are saying that things are opening up like a pair of legs. And that's where we're going to segue back to absolutely fabulous. Yeah. You know, and then I also wanted to talk about us gay fans. We love British television. And I'm already thinking of idea to talk about um, the gay metal fans. Because those of us, I hear, I love some pop music, but I love heavy metal. Okay? Love heavy metal. Uh, it's a little more appealing to me than the pop stuff. So absolutely fabulous. Can you just imagine Candina and Patsy rocking out to like Judas Priest? They probably did. Motorhead. Lemmy. You know. Yeah. I miss the logo used to play. Uh, absolutely fabulous a lot at night. And, you know, if I was feeling crazy or or down, I would watch it. It's just one of those shows where you watch it, you can't stop. I mean, it was binge-worthy before the binge-worthy term was even apparent. (sighs) And it's Saturday night. It's Saturday night. You know, last night I was watching some of Absolutely Fabulous, like the outtakes and the bloopers. And then I was watching Looking, which we'll talk about next time, which was such, it was a great show on HBO, that rhyme, about three gay friends. But then I think it really jumped the shark when it became the Patrick show. I didn't sign up just to watch Jonathan Groff. No thank you. It's nice, but that character, oh my god. You know, what was Patsy and Indina thinking? Oh my god going out to him because he thinks he's uncut? Darling, everyone in England is uncircumcised. Which is true, somewhat. You know? Yeah, we're gonna go there. We're gonna go there. Um, my favorite is when and Dina is gonna have the 40th birthday. And they're like, happy birthday to a okay, put forth a candle kill And she's like, oh, sweetie. And she and they, they've got the cake ablazing and she gets the fire extinguisher and just puts it out. <laughs> yeah. As I am about to turn 40, I don't think of it that way. It's like, okay, what's next? What's next? Because it's like, if I stop, I don't think it's a, 
not a landmark birthday. It's just a birthday. All the birthdays are fun. When I've reached a hundred, and I intend to, then it is a landmark. You could put a whole fucking hundred candles on there. Whereas Phyllis Diller says, you know you're old when your locker has an air bag. Your sexual um, fantasies include uh, these old dead senators. And your birthday cake looks like a prairie fire. You see Haley's comment go by and go, there it goes again. You can remember when fast food meant you run over a chicken. See, I like some of the little filler stuff. <laughs> She's talking about. Now, don't let the word Madonna fool you. Madonna of the Geritol circuit. If I start grabbing my crotch, that means it's falling off. And at my age, it could. So that's how I see it. When I've reached 90-something, like she, I love Phyllis Diller. That laugh. <laughs> of course, there's a skit that I can't find anymore on YouTube. Of her and um, Dean Martin. Waiter, bring me a drink. And she starts talking about Bang, her husband. Yeah. See, they could all hang out. They could all, I, I like to segue it in, you know, absolutely fabulous. And Phyllis Diller. I can see that marriage happening, you know? It's it's just one of those shows. It's such a special show. And, you know, not, not everyone is into it. But that's the beauty of Absolutely Fabulous. Is, you know, we have our own Absolutely Fabulous, you know, fan club. People talk about it. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine. And we were comparing, I said, Sex in the City... And absolutely fabulous and better and he said oh they're both good because sex in the city just aged so badly some of the stuff that they talk about like bisexuality how Car- Carrie comes off such a prude about it which I don't like and then the shoe thing her in those fucking shoes she would sell I'm so glad Carrie Bradshaw never had kids she would have sold those kids for shoes no doubt I mean, the other cast, you know, I love Miranda. I love Samantha Jones. I relate to Samantha Jones. She gives cute PR. And then Charlotte York. I think a lot of people relate to Charlotte. Because a lot of people have a little bit of prude in them. But Carrie, Carrie really should have just been prude. Because she's so prudish. She thinks she's, you know, all about it. She's got the fucking shoe from Manolo Planet. And she doesn't. And I, and I liked Sex in the City for a moment, and then I was just like, oh, I can't stand that. I can't. Sarah Jessica Parker is such a great actress. And she's playing someone that a lot of us really hate. And I hate that character. I hate Carrie Bradshaw. I refuse to watch the movies. It should have just been a TV show. It, you know, um, some of the best lines were basically delivered by the other three cast members. You know, sometimes with Carrie Bradshaw, it's just kind of like, oh, it's all about you. No, honey. So that's where I get into Absolutely Fabulous. Because it's this dynamic duo. And Jennifer Saunders has talked about, she was on Graham Norton, and she said that really the inspiration for those characters, Patsy and Andina, comes from hanging out with Bananarama. Because she said they were drinking. They were drinking vodka by the gallons. And she'd 
never seen women in music drink like that before. You know? And I mean, when I think of Bananarama, I think of, okay, Venus and um, Cool Summer, and it truly is a cool summer. Those characters. But it's interesting. Um, I bring up Jennifer Saunders. Jennifer Saunders is going to be in Death on the Nile. Directed by Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh had redone Murder and Forays Express. It was okay. I want to see how he does Death on the Nile. When you put Jennifer Saunders in something like that, I'm thinking, hmm, how is this going to be? The rest of the cast, eh? Jennifer Saunders. Is this going to be like absolutely fabulous Death on the Nile? Patsy's going to show up. I did it. Give me my book. You know, I love that. I love it when... Patsy gets the face, the chemical peel gone wrong, and the mother faints, and they all start fainting. I mean, that is hilarious. And see, in the 90s, at first I didn't know who they were, and I remember they were on Roseanne. What the heck? What is this about? I thought, because remember Roseanne's character had won the lottery, which basically was a dream. It turned out she didn't really win the lottery. And, and then they backpedaled that when they brought Roseanne back for the revival. And now it's the Connors. Um, yeah. I don't watch it. Just don't get it. It's in the 90s. Here's the thing. Roseanne, Roseanne showed us her true colors early on. But I love the show in the 90s. In the 90s, that was the show to watch. Was Roseanne. Um, there's a really good episode where the father dies and Jackie and her are having to call these people and the one aunt they call Auntie Barbara and she's like, I have some bad news. Dad is not with us anymore. He's passed away. He's passed away. She's she out shouting in the phone. Finally, she's like, he's fine. He sends his love. She looks at Roseanne and says, I am not doing that again. You can't make me. And when absolutely fabulous Tessie and Dina came on Roseanne, I was just like, who are these British ladies? You know? I, I, that was probably when I first discovered them. Because we didn't grow up with cable. We had PBS. We had the internet. I remember our father would say to us, well, this was always kind of, yeah, right. If you all get A pluses, I'll get cable. But then he'd say to us, cable is evil. And then he'd say, well, you have the internet. You can do things on the internet you can't do with cable. Okay. This is, of course, before file sharing. MP3. Yeah. I remember when that came about, and I thought, you know, I'd love a CD. You get to look through the artwork. But now it's kind of like, hey, you can download the artwork. And what gets me is when you buy a CD, the back of the CD. Because that's always something interesting. Produced by and has a list of the songs. I only have a few physical albums. I have, of course, Tool, all of their physical albums. Digital form, physical. I have three box sets of The Verb. I love The Verb. We've got Urban Hymns, Storm in Heaven, Nor- uh, Northern Soul. Um, I love her. I love, I don't just love Bittersweet Tiffany, and that's the sad thing, is that people just think of him 
her bittersweet symphony, and it's like, no, there's much more to the verb than bittersweet motherfucking symphony. And that's, and that's where I love British music. I, I love it, you know, because there's so many different influences. There's the melancholy. There is, you know, the bluesy. There's maybe a little trip hop, you know, metal. Black Sabbath pretty heavy metal, maybe. Yeah, I would say so. But it, the heavy metal comes out of the blues because you look at some of those blues guys in terms of how metal they truly, truly work. You know? Right now I'm checking my steps. There we go. I have to do that every day. I have to do that and, you know serve it up. So I thought, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do one episode right now, and then we're going to do another one. Because I really can't do a one hour, two hour episode. Because I know some of you got shit to do. You've got shit to do. It's absolutely fabulous. You know? Why is it show so funny? Watch it for yourselves. I encourage you. Some people may get it. Some people may not get it. Some people want to have a drink. Some people will have a drink. I can't drink. Do I miss it? No. I used to, but now it's kind of like, oh. I, I've always kind of led a sober life. You know, um, when I was in college, I, did, I smoked a lot of marijuana. And it just kind of got boring after a while. I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. It When people say to me, you're too serious. You need to have fun. Fun! I had fun. I had, I smoked it, I fucked it, and I drank it, okay? I had fun. Look, those are some fun times. I remember we had a literature class, or I think Shakespeare, and the teacher, he's dead now, he would just let these two girls go on this tirade about the Bible. You told us not to take it literally. And I'm like, what the fuck? So my friend and I are like, let's go. You know, we believe in God, but we're not going to debate about the Bible. So we left. We both did very well in the class. In fact, I think we saw Tool that weekend. First time seeing them in concert. And it was truly absolutely fabulous, to quote it. You know, we went over to our friend's house, not our friend anymore, and smoked a whole lot of weed and stayed up all night watching Natural Born Killers, which I had never watched ever again because I watched it sober and I thought what the hell but you know you watch it high it's like hey yeah fun and then I had to be in class the next day early early in the morning but I love the teacher who was teaching the class I would do anything for her and I showed up you know high or not high but I wasn't high you know I had already it had already I showed up early, drinking Red Bull. You know, um, I will say, because I know she's probably listening, her classes were the funnest. Because not only did you learn, but they were fun. Because she's lived a very interesting life. And she brings that to the class. And that's why we love it. That, you know, it made us all feel like, um, uh, studying people, you know, in terms of language, in 
terms of literature, in terms of what was going on. What was going on then and what was going on now. And I love that. You know, yeah, I'm a sponge. I soak up information. And I am an eccentric. And that is where I love Absolutely Fabulous. It's for eccentrics and oddballs. I quote that book. I, I, I gotta find that book. It's somewhere in my house. Oddballs and eccentrics. You know, we live in such a digital world. Sometimes it's just good to crack open a book, read it, smell it. Because you know, a book has a certain smell about it. And, yeah. But it's truly absolutely fabulous. I feel like a, a show on Bravo, watch what happens when they say that word and they tell you to drink. But I don't want you all to drink. You know? Because I'm aware some of us can't. You know? And it's important to... Uh, be uh, vigilant about that. You know, I know people who can no longer drink for health. Some are alcoholics. You know, that that's a, that's a tough situation. It's tough. But I can't for health reasons. So, you know. But absolutely fabulous. I can watch it. I can live vicariously through it. And I think, oh, I don't drink anymore, but... It's fun to watch Indina and Patsy just go to town. <laughs> and the daughter's like, Oh, I'm such a stick in the mud compared to you two. You know, and then they refer to her as Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, probably the room with a view uh, face. Huh. Some people on Saturday night are watching television. I'm out and it's hot. It's hot. You know? That's the best time to have an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> I always liked having my margaritas with Mexican food. Some chips, some salsa. You know, one side of me is Mexican and the other side is Portuguese and Azorian, to, to put it mildly. Because when I tell people, they're like, oh, you're from the Azores. No, or yes, you're from Portugal. No, the Azores. My people are island people. What does that tell you? <laughs> Everyone was getting busy on the island. My grandmother would tell us about whale hunting. Well, she wasn't there. She wasn't born on the islands. She was born here in California. But her parents were both from the Azores. He rode her on a boat, you know. So it was truly absolutely fabulous. Yeah. My, my grandmother thought I watched weird TV. I, I always watched Doctor Who. I remember one time she sat and she watched it with me. And it was on at midnight on PBS. And she's like, does your mother know you're up at this hour? Is it, we all watch this as a family. You know? I don't know. I, I come from a long line of night owls. It's in my blood. It's in the DNA. It is the Doctor Zeus podcast. And as always, we are absolutely fabulous, darling. Yeah. You know, I love the energy of Patsy Ann and Dina. They don't back down. And during these crazy, unpredictable times, I don't think anyone should back down. You know? And when I record this show, I'm aware that not everyone has it good. Some of you have not gotten paid. That's fucked up. 
some of you are just, I mean, it's, I hope that we all get through this. Put on Absolutely Fabulous and laugh. Just help it put your sorrows to rest for just a bit. You know, it's a British show. BBC One, darling. <sighs> yes. Oh, yes. <clears throat> so here we are. Saturday. I'm not walking, sweating the bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no potatoes for me. No bangers and mash. I did have in and out No french fries. Right now I'm walking the burger off. Because that that's what we do in California. We walk the burger off. We eat it. We enjoy it. And then we burn the calories. So yes. So I want to dedicate tonight's episode to my friend, Exotic Asian Cherry Blossom. And our other friend, Miss Kay, shall we say. We, will, we are truly, absolutely fabulous. It was fun. You know, one gay guy and two girls. That's what it was. It, you know, and a pizza place. We met up at an Asian restaurant. Went, wine tasted. And then my friend, she's just, she's hilarious. You know, she tells it like it is. Like Andina and Patsy. Patsy and Andina. Uma, Uma. Yeah. So, you know, if you're with your friends or if you're thinking of your friends, watch Absolutely Fabulous. You could watch the movie or you could watch the TV series. I'm trying to think how many seasons there are. I think there's eight. I mean, they're on iTunes. I think it's on Netflix. You know, Patsy's got that blonde hair sticking up. The quaff. Or no, it's not a quaff, it's something else. The beehive. And then, and Dina's just got that long red hair. You know, yeah. But it's absolutely fabulous. This heat is not absolutely fabulous. But I am walking in it. I'm enjoying it. I'm sweating like pig in France. Yes. And so as always, on the Dr. Zeus podcast, pulling my ear and offering you unpleasant dreams. <laughs>